The Spanish Announce Table. It is Pro Wrestling's best podcast, your favorite podcast, The Spanish Announce Table. It's not going to be your favorite podcast. Uh, podcast for long because you're gonna have a new favorite podcast come next week and the new year and more on that in a little bit but tom we've got a lot to get into man how i how is tom before we break down wrestling's week that was so much fun wrestling i tell you what i have just been doing deep dives on so many things i saw the iron claw movie about the von eric brothers mm-hmm. uh, i will be doing a recap review whatever try to do spoiler free um but obviously if you're a wrestling fan, you kind of know the story. Um, so we're going to uh, try to get that up on the new social media pe- uh, platforms. Um, and uh, since then, I have just been going all in on like late 80s, early 90s wrestling. Like today, mm-hmm. uh, I watched the uh, the dog collar match between Greg the Hammer. Val- well, he wasn't the Hammer. Greg Valentine, U.S. champion and Rowdy Piper. It doesn't hold up, but it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. The finish is yikes. But um, yeah, so I've been watching a lot of classic wrestling. Uh, I think I was even sharing with you. It's like some of the stuff is just, man, the thing in wrestling, quick side note, we'll get back on track. The thing with wrestling that's missing for me, it, when you watch late 80s, early 90s, is there was more spot spontaneous combustion. There was fight, fight, fight refs getting in between. Cause like, if you watch a street fight, it is not, it's a lot of pushing, getting, well, fuck you. Well, come on, let's do this. And then, then it's again into the stuff. And then, and those matches had that. It, it was fun to see. So um, it's more realistic. Maybe, yeah. Maybe next year in the, in the uh, new year's or the dear Santa, I'll do a, wish list for for that item because yeah that that well shit we got to break this up because it's getting too real okay well then all right now let's try to wrestle we'll lock up and you know stuff like that so uh just having a blast really with pro wrestling right now and i tell you what AEW last night which we're going to get into a little bit uh was so much fun i don't think i've had i mean we've got our year-end awards Mm -hmm. and it was hard to do match of the year because I was a prisoner of the moment. I almost said, spoiler alert, I didn't say this, but I almost said Eddie Kingston, Brian Danielson from last night. That fucking match just ruled awesome. on all levels, Tim. But that's yeah. me. What about you? What are you up to? Uh, uh, you know, we've done a lot of Christmas stuff, right? We went back to, to Manhattan, Kansas, the hometown, visited some friends of the family, stayed there kind of for the evening, right, with a big family Christmas party, if you will, mm-hmm. um, and then came back if here and did will. all the Christmas stuff. Uh, we're going to do something, the wife and I, for New Year's. It's been a few years because, you know, family situations, kids are what they are, but now they're of age where, like, you know, what, one's over 18, one's 17. So it's like, listen, we're going to go out and do something. What that is, I don't know. We're old now, so that's going to be an interesting take. You know, she said, let's go do something. I said, what do you want to do? She goes, I don't know, as long as we're in by nine. <laughs> so we'll, well see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, we are uh, going to be taking the niece and nephew to a New Year's Eve game at the Missouri Mavericks. Just watching some hockey because obviously, as you guys know, yeah. biggest revelation from now. 2023. I'm a hockey guy. You know what I mean? Whatever. Icing. Cracking up. Yeah. Cracking up, baby. Uh, defend the deep. That's what we say with the Seattle Kraken. Um, so, yeah, we're doing that on New Year's Eve. Um, that'll be fun. You know. Yeah. Yeah. New Year's Eve was always, yeah. yeah, New Year's Eve was always like a holiday where it was like eighth grade to like junior year was the shit. 
And then after that, it kind of just got downhill every so often. And then 21, and then it peaked back up. And then 21, 22, and then it goes back down. And now, eh, yeah. Fine. Once you get your 30s, I feel like New Year's Eve, you're kind of like, oh, yeah. But do yeah. I really want to stay up that late? You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. got to be, we got to have some cool shit going on. There's got to be a lot of stuff planned for the evening. I'm not just like, hey, let's go hang out at a random bar while we all wait for several hours. For the clock, yeah. it's like I can drink at home, man. If we're gonna do that, like I don't need all. Well, that. Yeah, bar is never fun for uh, New Year's Eve. For me, house party is the way to go because house party when you were single was easier to get the the New Year's Eve kiss. And so um, bars, I just felt like were just too much. Stay and home then, and get that too, you know. Well, <laughs> but I'm saying if you're single, but if you're single, yeah, if you're you single, gotta go somewhere. House party over bars. That's what it is. So. Oh, absolutely. Totally house party over bars in almost so many situations, but specifically New Year's Eve. But it's got to be a good house party. I, for one, happened to grow up in a college town, Kansas State University, uh, won their bowl game tonight. Spoiler alert. That's why we started late. Sorry, Tom. Um, oh, good. <laughs> yeah, right. I yeah. didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a uh, lot of house parties lot of house parties and i agree house party is over bars maybe that's the episode title but we've got a lot to get into it is 2023 it is the year that was wrestling so not only do i have a year in review for you catch up on the things that happened in pro wrestling some good some bad we've got a year end awards where we're going to give out an awards if you listen to our almost mid-year awards you'll know the categories mm-hmm. and we've also got Hey, what else have we got here, Tom? We've got a year in awards. We've got we a got year world's review. end picks. World's end picks. World's because I don't want to wear this fucking bullshit anymore. Yes, I'm tired of wearing shirt. this. It's yours. Oh, Jeffrey You're Sills is in the chat. He's gonna love this. He says, "What up, boys?" With four Z's. Shout out to the best tag team since the Sex Gods. The C two needs to be an annual thing, and next year put a shot for the big belt and the main event match at All In. Uh, he says, "Shout out to the Wildcats, Darren Sproles and them boys." Yes. Yes, Darren Sproles was. Uh, Darren yeah. Sproles was a Latha kid. He was yeah, he was more local, local Latha kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw his. I remember watching his high school games because he was a little older than I was. So I remember thinking, legitimately, like when I was going to like try out for high school football. I remember watching him, and I think it was a Latha North. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have the fucking directions out there in Kansas. You guys is Kansas. Yeah, it's all so north, east, west, yeah, yeah, north, all, east, yeah. south, central. Like, Fuck you. Come up with some names, mm-hmm. but uh, I think it was a Latha North. And I remember watching him play and I was like, well, then I can do this. Like I could play football if, if he's, if he's getting up. Cause that was my biggest thing in eighth grade. We're all kind of the same size when you're 14 and a 18 year old is going to tackle you. That's some shit. You got to really make sure you want to do. And so I remember watching him and I was like, well, if he's getting up, then I'm going to do it. And yep. so I tried out for a freshman football because of him. Hell yeah. Good nice. job, Darren Sproles. Nice. And, yep. and NFL legend, Eagles legend. Like yeah. he he had a hell of a career in the NFL. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's yeah, he's had one of the most recent, better long-term careers from a K-Stater that I can name right now is Darren Sproles. Um there's some O linemen that had some good careers. Mm-hmm. But at any rate, this isn't a football cat a podcast, it's a pro wrestling podcast. And we here at the Spanish announce table uh have have a some news, right? We broke the news that we're gonna be doing. A rebrand. And so now I think it's time to lay it out on the table, guys. Um, Starting with next week's show in 2024, Mm -hmm. we are going to be the All Elite wrap-up. We decided we kind of, we focused mainly on All Elite Wrestling. The Spanish announce table reference was great 11 years ago when we started Mm -hmm. this show. Everybody Mm -hmm. got it. It was a great laugh. People told us 
That is the most amazing name for a show. Why didn't I think of that? You guys are geniuses, and they weren't wrong. But now we tell people the Spanish announce table, and people are like, what is that? And yeah, it's just it's not worth it anymore, I don't think. Well, and also one of our uh, you know agenda items for 2024 and moving forward is to expand the audience because we have so much fun talking to Jeffrey Sills and all other Jeffreys uh, that seems to uh, interact with us on YouTube. We want to talk to some people with other names. And to do that, we thought we need to be more focused on what we really want to talk about. And when you tell someone who isn't a wrestling fan and they say, what is all elite, then we can easily say all elite wrestling. And it's an easier transition to well, what's a Spanish announce table. Are you guys Spanish? Is this a Spanish language podcast? Which by the way, plenty of our guests have asked. Um, and that's how I think we honestly got Damian priest when he was punishment Martinez. So who cares? Got it. Um, so yeah, we're going to be all elite wrap up. As I've mentioned a couple of times, as we've geared up towards this uh, rebrand, we are not afraid to talk about wwe or gcw assuming you want to hear that right obviously nick gage is still gcw nick motherfucking gage we know he's gonna do some cool shit in 2024 we're probably gonna talk about it so don't feel like if you have some take or question for us about the royal rumble wrestlemania gcw homecoming whatever it is you guys can still talk to us about that yeah but we want to let non listeners know when they're walking in the door, mm-hmm. kind of what we're focused in. Yeah. And you'll see when some of the uh, imagery comes out and some of the branding, uh, Jeffrey still says, I still want that black Spanish announce table Buy long it. sleeve. We may still work in the Spanish announce table in some ways, right? We're still going to pay homage to mm-hmm. the Spanish announce table. There will still be masks involved in some of the imagery and stuff like that. We don't want to get too far away from it. Jeffrey Sills also says, I love the name of your show. It's what got me into watching it, but I do like the new name. So, you know, um, I don't know if there is. A, is there a long sleeve available? We might need to find a way What's to make one available for him. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. But um, so we may still work that in. But, yes, all elite wrap up. That way it kind of, you know, it just ties together. It's going to go after our core audience a little bit better. And we'll continue to grow this uh, this community. So look for that. We do have uh, some of the stuff already built. The threads, I believe, is all underscore elite underscore wrap up is what I told you, uh, Tom. It's yep. the new threads. Mm-hmm. So look for that. We have all elite wrestling dot or all elite wrap up dot com bot. It is in motion to go live. It's currently not live yet, as last I checked, so be looking for that in the next coming days. Uh, as well as, you know, we'll have the Substack and the podcast that you can subscribe to. We'll make sure you know where those are. Uh, we'll also leave links on and, sh- and like, little comments on this feed here to make sure you know where to go so you won't get lost. But you can always reach out to us. Tableshow at gmail.com is still up and running, still fail-safe. If you go, where'd you guys go? I can't find you. I'll send you every link you need. Long sleeve unisex t-shirts are available at Pro Wrestling Tees. First off, uh, search Spanish announce mm. table, and then on I think type it wasn't of black. garment. I think it wasn't black with the white logo. I think. Oh well, okay, all right there, pal. You know, you talk to Tim; he'll hook you up. But the Pro Wrestling well, Tees. We, might, we might be able to get creative, but we can we can probably work something in, and maybe we work it in uh, uh, creatively some way. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, there you go. More so, to follow. But yeah, 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 we'll be the all elite wrap up. Does sound a little more generic than the Spanish announce table. I will give you that, Jeffrey Sills, but hopefully you still would have tuned in when you saw our hilarious uh, and just keen insights into pro wrestling. Yeah, and again, we want to, you know, 
for example, here's where some of the genesis came from is I have relatives who were wanting to like buy t-shirts. They didn't feel comfortable as a white male wearing a shirt that said Spanish announce table, not being a wrestling fan. So they're like, I don't want it. And so then I was like, well, that is true to a certain extent. Um, so that's kind of where the, and also, My boss, like we, he bought one and he said, you know, he told me the story. He's like, but he had to explain it and he had to tell yeah. him like what the reference and then, is. And I'm like, I bet yeah. that was awkward fun. and not fun yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then the next time, you know, you're picking out a t-shirt, you might look at it and go, eh, not tonight, not tonight. We're right. going to go with something else. Right. And again, the other thing that I think is the main focus is specifically for me, I'll speak for myself. Uh, and then Tim, if you want to agree by all means, but I, I want, I want people to like, know what we're talking about here again i am not afraid if you want to know my pick for royal rumble winner i'll give it to you but i'm gonna be honest with you fuck them so yeah. that's what it but is people my, instantly my when they're scrolling the social media and they see our clip or whatever they're gonna know much more instantly what we're doing here than this right they don't have to get mm-hmm. into it like you all have and we love you and we hope there's more of you to come jeffrey todd is in the chat now again we're big with jeffs like jeffrey jarrett like Todd's mm-hmm. or Tim or Tom, excuse me, is wearing the, uh, Tim, the Jeff Jarrett. I said, Todd. Look at Tim, that. Yeah, yeah right. Tim, you will be wearing this. Yeah, look at that. A little Freudian mm-hmm. slip. Yeah. You will be wearing this. Jeffrey Sill says, I live in South Florida, so wearing a Spanish announce table t-shirt would only give me high fives. And like I said, we're still going to work the Spanish announce table. We'll find a way to have some of that still, you know, there's hey. plenty of homage and, and it still lives on. Well, and, and that shirt ain't going away. That shirt isn't going to be taken down. So by all means, buy the shirt. We, yeah. It still yeah, comes we'll us. Leave, yeah. yeah, I got to <laughs> talk to Pro Wrestling Tees about our rebrand and see how that works. But whatever we have up a merch somewhere, you'll be able to buy a Spanish announce table t-shirt. One million percent. But Tim, that is all coming ahead in 2024. But before we get there, we got to talk about 2023. And as you mentioned, we got some awards. So before mm-hmm. we tell you all what we loved, why don't we tell you what happened? Yeah, we got to tell you what happened, a quick kind of review uh, of the big things. And I'm talking some things are news, some things are storyline-based, some things are uh, what I'll go through first here, a little more sour note. Uh, we we kind of touch on this every year. Let's review on who we lost this year, Tom, right? Because there were mm-hmm. some names here, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Big ones like Bray Wyatt, right? That one kind of shocked everybody, took everyone for a loss. Uh, can you know, I – uh, yeah, can I tell you a quick side story? So um, my brother – lives in florida and he came up for christmas he's in town he came in on 26th he leaves on sunday uh his wife went to high school with bray wyatt they were like good friends and because florida as jeffrey sills knows because he's in south florida there's not a lot of space so you see a lot of the same people a lot of the time uh bray wyatt's daughter was on the same cheer team as my brother's uh, daughter and they would say that they would always talk it was always in a cheer you know, format. So my brother was never going to be like, Hey, my brother has a podcast. Would you go, you know, and I never wanted him to do it. Um, they always said how much of a sweetheart guy he was always kind of standoffish. If anyone would ask him a question, he would always, you know, take a picture or answer the question or whatever, but he wasn't there. Like move my seat is second row. You know, he was none none of that stuff. Uh, so yeah, we actually talked about that today in the Lambo and get, you know, (laughs) exactly. And and the one thing that my sister-in-law said is his name is so cool. Why did he go by a different one? He, she always thought Wyndham Rotunda was a better wrestling name than Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Because, Um, you know, unfortunately like, yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, it's a little heavy in the wrestling. So I got to get away from it. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Bray Wyatt lost. That one really was shocking. Terry Funk we lost. And Terry Funk, I think it's poignant to point out like why he was such a big loss is he's on a lot of wrestlers' Mount Rushmore, right? We all ask, like, who's your favorites of all time? Who's your Mount Rushmore? When you ask a wrestler that, a lot of times that name Terry Funk comes up. Yeah, he's awesome. I have three different versions of Terry Funk. I got him all pretty set up, so I don't want to grab him. But I got three different versions of Terry Funk should, that should tell you how much I love him. But yeah, mm-hmm. I would describe Terry Funk as that classic. You know, when rappers always say this, I'm your rapper's favorite rapper. Terry mm-hmm. Funk was your wrestler's favorite wrestler. Your favorite wrestler's 100%. favorite wrestler. Yeah. yeah, he was amazing. Absolutely love terry funk as i was mentioning going back and watching all these old matches like i'm going across the globe i'm watching new japan all japan nwa world class mid-south i'm watching all early wcw nice. saturday night all the stuff terry start funk, some content about that Just yeah, comment on terry these old matches. funk though is a fucking different human in almost every match He's like yeah. the clean cut. Hey, I'm NWA champ. And then he's like, I got my brother Dory. We're going to go up against Bruiser Brody. And then he's like, I got a flamethrower. What the fuck's happening? <laughs> you know, slightly different. But what is this I said to you the other day where I sent you a picture of Batista? And I was like, Batista never looks the same way twice. Like every time yeah. you see Batista, he looks different from the last time you saw Batista. Now, his is a little bit of different reasons. But yeah, with Terry Funk, <laughs> yeah. his, his was just a comp- – oh, he was just the best. Yeah. Uh, Dusty sucks eggs. I mean, there's so many iconic mm, things. We could Terry do a whole Funk. podcast just about Terry Funk matches. Um, oh, we but could. yeah, he was a big one. Big, yeah. big, big one there. Terry well. Funk wrap up. Um, and a little more rapid fire on the rest of these just so we don't do it, but we can talk about right. any of them individually you want here. But we lost Jay Briscoe, the Iron Sheik, Billy Graham, Bushwhacker Butch, Draws, Lanny Poffo, Jerry Jarrett. And Mantar, uh, man, that Jay Briscoe one comes to mind. That one was mm. also just a like again. We always talk about oh, too many wrestlers die early, but when it's something like that where it's just like car crash, which again is, is a high leading cause of death. Like a lot of people right. die that way, but like it's it always feels so uh, so needless, right? Like you're always like, man, mm. like this. We're, you know what I mean? Just uh, oh, just and, and also selfishly from a pro wrestling standpoint only is you know his last match was the double dog collar match against ftr which is considered arguably the greatest dog collar match of all time arguably the greatest ring of honor match of all time which have you know a million other classics which i've been Mm -hmm. watching as well um so yeah it was also a gut punch in that way because you know you never want it to be this way but typically when you hear of wrestler deaths it's oh man i haven't thought of fill in the name in so long with jay briscoe it was like I'm still on this high. Still cheering from, this guy. Yeah, a couple months ago when this match happened. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, the other thing. Yeah, he was always one of my, if you, were, if you were to ask who's your, like, guilty favorite, even though I wouldn't call it guilty, but, like, if you were, like, who's the person who, like, you wouldn't say best wrestler, but, like, one of the people who you, like, pop for most when they come out, Jay Briscoe would have been on that list, dude. Like, every time I saw Jay Briscoe, I was like, yeah, like I don't know what it was, just because I maybe knew a thousand guys like Jay Briscoe. You oh, know what I mean? Growing up, mm-hmm. just he was just so real. He just felt so real. Terry, Terry Funk didn't wear no mouthpiece. Yeah. Who's Brody didn't wear no mouthpiece? Oh, and then they shoot uh, the gun off. He's like, God damn. Yeah, their promos were amazing. <laughs> Everything. You know, we'll talk uh, about it uh, as you kind of go to the one shot of Eddie Kingston, where we say like, I don't know if Eddie Kingston knows that this is a work. I kind of feel the same way about the Briscoes, right? You're like, hey, yeah. are you? Mm-hmm. You, you know we're all on the same because they're just yeah. so believable yeah that's what made them obviously both of them together yeah. amazing and obviously individually awesome as well 
I mean, and Iron Sheik obviously was so such a mainstream crossover appeal to wrestling. Twitter. Uh, Iron Sheik. Uh, Billy Graham was your favorite wrestler growing up, was trying to imitate Billy Graham mm-hmm. in many yeah, ways. Yeah, Hulk Hogan, all of them, yeah. Draws that scenario. Lanny Poffo, a, a key point you brought up when Lanny Poffo died was you thought there also dies a lot of the stories of Macho Man. He was sort of yeah. the storyteller that we had left. He was him. the yeah, he was the caretaker yeah. of the Macho Man's legacy. And so with that also goes him. And with him, I also want to say, you know, the genius was a fantastic character when he would accompany uh, Mr. Perfect to the ring and read these scribes with the, the, you know, big double-sided, yeah. um, whatever they're called, you yes. know, like the Roman empire stuff. Yeah. He was amazing as far as I even liked when, when, well. he, when he was leaping landing, he would read off the, uh, yeah. The Frisbees for no yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and Jerry Jarrett. Life. I mean, you know, Jeff Jarrett sucks, but Jerry Jarrett's influence on wrestling uh, is is huge. Like, he was going to be the guy if McMahon would have went up the well, river yeah. on steroids. And, and obviously, if you read into it, you'll find out. But Jerry Jarrett also referenced in the Iron Claw movie that I just saw. So that was also interesting uh, mm-hmm. from a pro wrestling standpoint as well. Um, yeah. Very influential his territory with Jerry Lawler was, you know, infamous in so many things that are still carried on in pro wrestling today. So yeah, another guy mm. uh, with a huge influence and unfortunately just an absolute shit son. Not great. How's that shirt? Ah! Itching? <laughs> fucking... it itching? Yeah. Get a rash. I feel like, I'm about, to... I feel like yeah. I'm about to commit a fraud. It somehow smells like gasoline and urine even after you wash it. It's weird. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, really, it smells shirt. like bounce checks and fucking cars taking off before the conversation's over. And Febreze. All right, so those were the deaths uh, this year, and we lost a lot of true talent, as I saw somebody say here in the chat. Forgive me who you were, but let's talk about some other things that happened, right? Again, these are some news, some storylines. We're just going to talk about kind of what the year was, not necessarily in any chronological order here, right? But maybe in some order of maybe importance in some regards. CM Punk returned to AEW after the infamous brawl-out incident, ushering in the collision era complete with a soft brand split to accommodate tense working relationships only for punk to be fired for cause following incident at all in Wembley punk would then do the once unthinkable and return to WWE at survivor series. Clearly one of the biggest stories in wrestling in years, let alone this year and still sort of unfolding as we, you know what I mean? How this will ultimately play out probably will go out with a whimper, but CM Punk was certainly the topic du jour of 2023 in many ways. What a fucking fraud. What a <laughs> fucking fraud. That's all I can think about with him. Mm-hmm. He is the biggest fucking puff your chest out. I'm the fucking thing that I'm going to tell you about that's wrong with everything. Oh, wait, you want to give me money? Hey, I'm back home. Fuck you. You walked around the AW locker room because you thought because the only guys there were pro wrestlers and not real tough guys that you could fucking boom your shoulders around and make everyone yield to your fucking power. And then finally, when they said, get the fuck out of here, you had to crawl back and say, I'm coming home. I want to be home. Remember when I said this place made me sick and I sued the doctor? I want to come home. Talked about blood covered dicks yeah, and whatnot yeah. yeah well yeah, yeah going to saudi arabia blood which money I hope covered that, right yeah. yeah 
Yeah, which I hope you have that mm. fucking awesome match with Finn Balor in Saudi Arabia, you fucking fraud. Like, you're just the most hollow. You are Aaron Rodgers of pro wrestling. You are the fucking person who stands on a pedestal acting as if everyone is the one that is ever. You are the one that everyone is trying to pull down when really you're the one stepping on everyone's head to yeah. get to that top position. Why, why is everybody talking about me and looking at me? It's because you won't shut up and won't get out of the way. We would yeah. prefer not to, but you won't let us. And I get mad about that, and specifically also with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, is because I believe you're aware of that, and you know that, right? So it also bothers me more that this is a game, and and you're just playing it, man. Uh, Also in 2023, this was not in my notes, but somebody asked here, was the Iron Claw any good? The Iron Claw came out, I haven't seen it, but Tom, you said you cried even, and not because it was bad, it was really good. No, it's fantastic. Um, It's not, here's what I'll say, I'm going to do a review uh, hopefully this week or maybe after the Christmas time is over. Um, it's hard to, it's fantastic. It's worth your time as a pro wrestling fan. It's doubly worth your time. If you weren't a pro wrestling fan, I'd still say it's worth your time just as a movie by itself. But with all that being said, like, it's not fun. So don't like, you're not going to be like, (laughs) it is a, you're in it. Like you're fucking in it. And you're in it until the last scene. And that yeah. last scene, there's a line in there. Mother of God, I fucking bawled my eyes out. Like, to the point where I drove to the movie with my wife and I almost asked her to drive home because I couldn't fucking see anything. Like, and I have a brother. So if you, if you, I will say this. If you're an only child, it might be uh, not as bad. I have step siblings, a step brother uh, since I was like two. So it's basically a brother. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you have relatives, you better pray before you go see it because it's good. It might wreck you for a few days. Uh, but yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, the only criticism I have, and this is super weird to say, whoever they got to play Ric Flair was the fucking worst. Oh, I heard that the was bad. Yeah, I heard that fucking was bad. worst. Yeah, that's I heard the that only was thing that's bad with it. Everything else is nitpicky, but the one like, middle finger that i would give the whole fucking movie is that rick flair that's it <laughs> that's it that sucks anyhow that sucks. But yeah it was amazing though yeah well if you use our, our promo code at your stubs uh, amc.com see how easy this would be amc we could be promoting yeah. you just, if anybody wants to advertise hit us up uh, as we start the anyway. only wrap up next year anyway back to oh, the yeah. 2023 year interview Vince McMahon flexed his muscle to regain power in WWE after he was forced to retire and used that power to head the sale of the company in what is listed as a merger with Endeavor to create a new company that would control both the WWE and UFC brands. Stephanie McMahon resigned from WWE thereafter, and Triple H remains active and is publicly acknowledged now as being solely in charge. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? The motherfucker who was in the inner circle of Vince McMahon's decision-making and let's not be kidding ourselves, most likely knew of the actions of his father-in-law because that's the other thing. He went to his fucking house for holidays. It wasn't like they just had a working relationship. All of a sudden that guy gets promoted and we ask no fucking questions of him. We got Tony Khan hanging by a fucking spike telling us, give us details of a fight that you didn't see because you were actually at a press conference. Give us those details, you fucking lying cocksucker. Meanwhile, Triple H is over here. We all, let's not be fucking dumb. Knowingly knew all the fucking things Vince McMahon did and go, but we got to do creative. Isn't this great? 
That's why that fucking company sucks. It's because all of those brain neutral idiots over there just wanted something that satisfied them. Never have fucking wanted to know really what's going on with the company, but because the story you want to know, because Dave Milter talks about it, that guy isn't going to tell you because there's NDAs and actual legal agreements. That's the asshole. Cause he won't tell you stuff. Oh, and by the way, he does Coke. This motherfucker over here probably knew that his father-in-law was a rapist and we don't say shit about it. So fuck all those people. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Tom's wrong. Uh, AEW's All In at Wembley was a huge success and appears to now be a yearly event. Uh, the event is now highly disputed as being the largest attended event in pro wrestling history. Yeah, that was, was a, good. That was a great I liked event. All in. It was. I liked it a lot. Yeah. WWE's backlash in Puerto Rico was also a huge success that also saw the return of Carlito to WWE. That was another Did big it? event. I like that one. Yeah, I remember he was there briefly. Like he, him and. Um, Savio came in during the big oh, like yes, LWO yes, yes, spot. Yes. Then, then yes. the real return of Carlito came a month later, but it, it sort of oh, he's there. Yeah, Is he's he there the now. Yeah. Look, I haven't watched it, whatever, but I heard he was there. So if I'm wrong, yeah, I, I don't, I'm going off what I saw. Brian Danielson announced that he plans to end his full time wrestling work in 2024. Here's the thing. I'll just say that just real quick. Mm. Man. I don't think so. I, I, okay. Look, is he going to be there every week? No. I, don't be shocked. I would never be shocked if next year he becomes AEW champion. Because I don't, I don't think you can have a guy like him retire and then he's in your company for three years and he was and never nothing. your champion. We've never seen that in wrestling ever. Yeah. Like, yeah, never, yeah. So. NXT announced they will move networks to the CW in October 2024. That's another CW. business side story. Well, that's another business side story that I'm very interested in because I don't know where the fuck they're getting all their money. They're buying rights to like the ACC. They got NXT. They're doing some other big buys out of the blue too. That fucking frog jumped into some money or something. And now he's buying everything up. Yep. Remember that CW frog? Yeah. The CW frog. Yeah. I remember <laughs> that. Uh, Miro returned to AEW after a lengthy absence, but this time his wife, CJ Perry is also in AEW. Got a match at World's End that we'll talk about. Yeah. All right. Jay Uso left the bloodline and is a 100% certified singles main eventer. I will give him this. I obviously do not watch WWE, but because of suggested posts on all social media platforms, which I wish would go away. Um, when he does this fucking hand gesture thing, like everyone up and down, the whole crowd does it. Like, so he is over. He's fucking doing this. Oh, yeah. Yeet is something Yeet. that he likes to say. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. Um, so, yeah, he seems fun. He seems mm-hmm. fun. I'll say that. Jade Cargill left AEW and is now in WWE, I guess. Oh, nice. yeah. And look at that fucking skyrocket. To the point where Triple H said, we got to teach her everything again because she sucks because she was trained by Brian Danielson, the greatest pro wrestler of all time, arguably. Yeah, no, oh, we got to retrain her to look at the hard cam. Fuck out of here. You guys are so stupid. Cody Rhodes failed to finish the story. Good. <laughs> Fuck him. Cornball Cody doesn't need any fucking story Loved written it. about him or finished. That fucking nerd who won the Royal Rumble and then went through a fucking three month of no one's in my way. Isn't this fun? And then these fucking 
dum-dums were like, he should beat Roman. Why? What adversity did he overcome? Nothing. He's fucking nerd. And he's wearing that fucking Superman outfit. Get up. He's so, I'm so happy. He's not in AEW. Such a yeah, fucking. When did he become ball. Captain America with the Eagles? I don't know, the, but it's not, like... but it's not a Captain America. It's some other thing like on prime or something. There's a character, but he is such a fucking cornball. No, no but I just mean, I you know, this. with all, like, he's all red, white, and blue, everything. Oh, yeah. He solved racism. Remember when he beat yeah, Anthony Agogo? that's Ogogo? true. That's he right. He racism. did solve racism with that speech. That's right. Yeah, he solved racism, and then he beat the Englishman, so you got to do that. Uh, then he, he solved racism he... B- because his dad was Dusty Rhodes, if I remember correctly. Yes, and also, <laughs> it was so important that we knew he was having a girl that they took up, a, up two hours of, or they took up television time on a two-hour program just to fucking tell you that someone's having a baby and it's going to be a girl 50 50 chance it's either boy or girl so fucking crazy right if it would have said octopus i would have been interested but fucking who cares if it's girl god it's just so dumb now here's what i wanted to say though he is an awesome wrestler he does have very very good matches his last match in AEW was sammy guevara that ladder match outstanding uh, matches with Andrade, his brother, all of that. I'm not saying he's a bad wrestler. I'm saying his character is fucking trash. Cornball Cody. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's worth a damn. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, the wrestling's fine. The stories are fine. Matches are good, but the stories, like getting there, have all been nauseating. And I've always, always mm-hmm. felt the feeling of he's like, he really wants everybody to view him as that every man hero like they viewed his dad and we just don't dude you are you're fine you're cool but you're the star quarterback with the silver spoon we still like that guy some ways but not the way we're like we want to root against all of your troubles you know what i mean like we don't yeah actually you know what i view him differently i think he's the guy cosplaying as hey guys i was an executive hey you know what i make decisions here let me tell you some road stories i like he wants to be this like grizzled old veteran that's been up in the roads uh 900 times because his dad did it and it's like brother you're fine you are okay but like cut the shit stop wearing the fucking suits like someone god fucking why, why would you wear a suit when it's not required you fucking nerd i've never understood that why would you want a fucking noose around your neck if it's not required of you to do that but that's just secondary uh, com, uh, com, comment but yeah i just i've always thought he was like hey guys i'm important i have always been like you're mid <laughs> you're mid you know yeah um adam copeland left wwe and debuted in aew more to come on that as we discuss our picks mm-hmm. but- Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Judgment Day became the main focus of the Raw brand in 2023, which is sure you know. Didn't Sting announced he will finally fully retire in 2024. Man, I it's oof, I'm getting my heart ready. I'm putting a mm-hmm. wall around my heart so I don't cry again. I tell you that much. Roman Reigns is still. The universal champion, despite having wrestled less than a dozen times. He's wrestled less than Sting in 2023. That's a fact. Interesting. Will Ospreay signed with AEW. That happened. Logan Paul won the WWE United States title in 2023. That happened. Did he? Tony, yeah. <laughs> yep. Who did he, be, he beat? I don't know. I don't know. I saw it. I saw it happen. 
and I saw it on the list. Was it somebody in the chat could tell us? Somebody's gonna yeah, have to let us know in the chat what happened yeah. there on the United States title. Um, Tony Storm became timeless. Oh. I love it. And then the yeah. AMC with Ben Mankiewicz. Oh my, that might be my yeah. favorite moment. Ben Mankiewicz introducing ball, Timeless Storm. I don't know. I don't fucking. Uh, I just I didn't know. Um, yeah, but yeah, Timeless well, you know. Tony Storm doing all the stuff. The uh, black and white. They fucked it up again so on Dynamite, but still Ray great. Mysterio. Still love- Ray Mysterio. Oh. Jeff Todd said, "Did he beat Ray Mysterio?" That sounds right. Sure. That, that sounds right. Like Christian Cage became Father of the Year, and one of my favorite stories going. Uh, I mean, this yeah. Is awesome. Love it. John Cena and The Rock returned to WWE during the SAG-AFTRA writer strike, which way to support the fucking writers, guys. And Ronda Rousey left WWE and wrestled for ROH. AEW introduced the Continental Classic with uh, a new cross-promotional multinational triple crown on the line. And MJF Adam Cole, uh, MJF and Adam Cole had a bromance for the ages. LA Knight got over as fuck. Yeah! And Eddie Kingston won his first major world title, defeating his arch nemesis, Claudio Castagnoli, to win the ROH world title at Grand Slam. A lot of big things happened this year, man. Yeah, it was a big year. I would say, mm-hmm. obviously, the Vince McMahon, CM Punk thing were probably the two juggernauts of stories. And honestly, not to uh, make it a story kind of thing, but the unfortunate losses of a Bray Wyatt, Jay Briscoe, Terry Funk, I think those would probably be the three spearheaded stories of the year that if you look back you know, five yeah. years from now. Yeah. But that was sort of the year in view to kind of catch us up. And so now we can kind of get into some of our year in awards. We've kept this short. We got like six awards, right? But we each mm-hmm. did them. Mm-hmm. I think you only did the mid-year yourself, but I chimed in on this one. So Yeah, um, let's hear it. Yeah, I'm excited for these. You ready to go? Do you have a specific order yeah. you want to do these in? I'll follow your order, but let's just do a little ping pong because I don't think we got right. a lot of the same. So No. Well, who do you have for entrance of the year? So at my half-year awards, I went with, many men and it was the guns walking out to that song i thought it was spectacular it was for the world championships if ftr lost and they were going to leave aw Mm -hmm. the story had all of the makings of just fucking awesomeness we hated the guns and then they fucking knew that we knew and came out to that song fucking awesome as i was reviewing though i believe i was a little bit prisoner of the moment because after a 10th or 12th viewing, I'm going with Bad Bunny in Puerto Rico, Backlash. Yeah. When you have a whole fucking island, it feels mm. like, singing your song. Your Not song. someone else's. Yeah. Your song. And there are people like in tears, husbands and wives hugging each other as you're walking out. You haven't even wrestled yet. And it's already a moment. That fucking Zoom yeah. like a camera that they had, fucking awesome. So I'm going with Bad Bunny. Puerto Rico backlash. So I think that's it. I, I had that one penciled in from the start as I was reviewing other possibilities, right? I was like, all right, what else happened? Got to refresh my memory because, you know, I remember seeing it. Again, I didn't watch that event live, but I heard about this entrance and thought, wow, right, after watching it. And watch it again, and sure enough. And so I was going through some other ones. And the reason I'm pushing this one down to my honorable mention and giving you another name is because, okay. yes, the whole island is there. They're singing the song, but Bad Bunny and the entrance he provided itself, not Fine. really much there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to contrast that, Dominic Mysterio at WrestleMania 39 
showed up in a paddy wagon and was yes. led in handcuffs by yeah. cops wearing yeah. his dad's mask yeah. to the thunderous booze of seemingly an island. I'm going to yeah. give the edge there because that was just, and he lived every moment of that. He looked every bit as douchey as he ever could. And that's really when he was really starting to like figure out how to use this hatred that everybody had for him. Right. Oh yeah. He, to he me, was I'm just like that. Mask. He, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's wearing the mask. Who he's going yes. to wrestle. It wasn't as if it was just like, oh, I <laughs> yeah, found just the to thing. Like, he's going to wrestle. Yeah. That yeah. Was, that so the, very... that performance of an entrance yes. to me was the best of the year. I'll give you that. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah, a yeah. great one. That is in the top three. Yeah, yeah. And again, that like bad bunny said, moment. Guns, yeah. Yeah. Mm. That felt like that felt. And, and I think the reason why I, I went with it uh, after the last time I viewed it is it almost not to get too big of like, oh, but it almost felt like it transcended wrestling just a little bit. Like it felt like, yeah, wrestling's cool here, but what we're really celebrating is one of our own being the biggest star mm. in the world right now. So, um, yeah, it was really good. Jeffrey Sills in the chat says Jade Cargill with her sorority oh. was fire too. Yeah. Pretty girls yes. walk like this, this, this. Yeah. Oh, she was great. <laughs> good stuff. All right. So, male wrestler of the year. I guess I'll go first on this one because I think uh, anybody who's watched this show knows I'm going to answer MJF with this one, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. And it's not just because I'm fanboying over him, but I think he checks every box at an elite level, right? His matches, his storylines, his storytelling in a match, his use of, of, of crowd work, his, his microphone. I think everything he does at an elite level, and I don't think there's many people you can say that about. And the year he had with the title run, the current storyline he's leading now is one of the most like whodunit, baited breath things I've mm -hmm. seen in a while. So I'm going with MJF. Me too, 100%. And mm -hmm. the reason why the he went over other people who i also considered is when we were talking about the wembley all-in uh pay-per-view friendship wins name a pay-per-view where friendship wins credit to adam mm -hmm. cole as well but at mjf let's be honest made the story right adam cole was a good straight guy but mjf was the comedic and kind of emotional roller coaster that we were following and for him to not do the well, let's do a heel turn because that's what pro wrestling is and just go like, nope, we're doubling down on that friendship wins to have the guts to do that at the biggest show of all time. And then, like you said, having the devil storyline also throughout this year, he did the I'm the biggest heel in this company. I'm the biggest baby face in this company. And he did it mm -hmm. seamlessly. I don't think anyone else in 2023 could do that. So who else did you consider? Because I considered Orange Cassidy and Gunter. The only thing knocking them is, again, the storylines they were able to, like, tell weren't a whole lot there, right? It was just mm -hmm. Gunter chops the shit out of everybody. What are you going to do about it? But it was a several hundred day, you know, reign. It was the longest intercontinental title reign. And then kind of crossing that, you know, kind of almost the same with Orange Cassidy with the international title run. And oh, just yeah. the, like... Ugh, you know, the like, how can he keep going like this, right, until his body just gave up, basically. So I thought they had really big spots. But, again, just kind of a level below that sort of like, but also the Tonight yeah. Show kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the prisoner of the moment pick, I almost went with Swerve Strickland. I think someone who kind of went from nothing being – you know, in a casket at all in to now having everyone want him to be a world champion in four or five months or however long this has been the match that he had with hangman, which maybe we'll be talked about later. I considered swerve Strickland. I also considered John Moxley because John Moxley has been, mm -hmm. you know, he says he's the 
ace of the world, bitch. And it's kind of hard to be like, you're not. And so because of that, it feels like maybe you just say it's John Moxley, you know? Jeffrey Sills offering up Brian Danielson. Said every match he had was amazing. Oh. Four weeks of matches he had to get to MJF was awesome. Bandito, mm-hmm. Thatcher, Takeshita, Roosh, and then MJF Our Man, or, or yeah, Our Man match, uh, mm-hmm. Iron Man match thing he meant to say. Uh, then every match in the Continental Classic he had was four and a half stars and above. Uh, yep. Yeah, I mean, Danielson can go. Oh, and these, and, you know, if you follow, I assume people who are watching or listening do follow AEW social media's uh, platforms, but the promo he, promos he's cutting when he's meditating, he comes out of it. He fucking cried last night. I sent you the promo. Oh, man, I didn't Legit watch it tears, yet. But, cried. Oh, oh, yeah, I got to see this. I got to so see it. I got to see it. Good. So fucking good. Even the promo he had after he lost to MJF when he's like, maybe I should go away. You know, and we thought like, fuck, uh, maybe Brian Danielson's gone right now was outstanding. Yeah. Strong candidate, Brian Danielson, a 1 million percent. But again, the reason I'm going to MJF is the transcendent guts to take on the biggest show to say, we're going to go away from a wrestling trope. And let's yeah. be honest, AEW this year has been the MJF show. Like I know we had CM Punk and all that stuff, but television wise not all that bullshit that we don't care about what we're watching it's the mjf is the main character all right so if you're going with a female wrestler of the year who is it so this one was hard because and i'm not trying to be difficult or rude but unlike past years where you could have said like becky lynch because it was just like holy shit this juggernaut of a gimmick is getting over i didn't feel like anything was too strong this year if i'm being honest Mm. uh and so this one may be a prisoner of the moment i may you know change this in march but after watching her pay-per-view main event match against billy starks i'm going with athena i've been watching that's who jeffrey says in the chat yeah i've been watching ring of honor i've been catching up on it and her minions in training that she does with Billy Starks and Lexi Nair has been outstanding. There's still little things that I'm not the biggest fan of, right? When she dresses up like Bane or has some fucking wings that had fallen. I don't, yeah, okay. But the like, I'm the king or queen shit around here and you guys are all going to fall in line. I kind of like it. So I need to watch more ROH now that's kind of up and running again. I haven't seen much of this Athena thing. So for me, it was a no brainer and it's Rhea Ripley. I feel like, you know, as we said, Judgment Day is a main storyline. Mm-hmm. She helped get Dominic over in oh. large part. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, you know, the world champion, whichever one. I don't know, whatever the hell they call those things over there now, their yeah. titles. Yeah. But she's one of them um, and just featured very prominently, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, is big time, I'm sure, a big merch moneymaker for them. I, I, I'm going to give the nod to Rhea Ripley because it just felt like her year. Yeah, I, I that, that's hard to argue. My only gripe, and we've said this, especially when we were still trying on WWE, the payoff. You can't have a payoff if you're not going to say men and women aren't going to fight. So when she does the stare down with Solo Sokoa, it falls a little flat because I'm like, I know you're not going to hit her and I know she's going to hit you and you're just going to have to bite your tongue kind of thing. So that, but her dominance over the women's division, the WrestleMania match that she had with Charlotte Flair was one of the best women's matches of the year. Uh, So yeah, definitely a good pick in, in Rhea Ripley. But just that little gripe I have of like, you want to hit me? And I'm like, yes, but I can't. God yeah, but I damn can't, it. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, tag team of the year. This one was tough for me because I feel like tag teams have fallen off, especially mm-hmm. the last half of the year. So it's almost mm-hmm. tag team of the half year for me. And I'm going with FTR because for yeah. me, 
if you look at all the big tag team moments, you'll see FTR in it way more than you'll see anybody else. And so for yeah. me, it was FTR. Uh, same here. Same with my pick. Um, and I agree with you because like last year, you could have said the acclaimed because of the superstardom you know, mm-hmm. rise that they took on Keith Lee and Swift, Swerve Strickland last year were great. FTR obviously was great. Usos were in their main dominance as champions. So yeah, 2022 was like, holy shit, I could pick 15 this year. It's like, well, should I pick Sting and Darby? I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was um, like the sex gods today. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. But mm-hmm. when you consider some of the stories that they told the, the, who's the best, tag team of all time with the young bucks at Wembley that I keep mentioning their two out of three falls with juice Robinson and Jay white is one of the greatest matches of all time. Uh, and then again, another bit of prisoner of the moment. And I know this is a six man and not a traditional tag team, but when they team up with Jay, Jay Briscoe to take on the uh, BCC at final battle, that Mark. was outstanding as well. Excuse me, Mark. Yes. Right. It yeah. was in Jay's honor. Yeah. Right. right. Um, but, yeah. uh, but they when even they, did the dog collar matches this year. Oh yeah, the also, dog yeah. collar. Yeah, dog collar matches was fucking incredible. Yeah, so it's it's FTR one hundred percent. So what do you got for feud of the year? I think I'm gonna go out of left field. I don't know if you all are gonna agree with this, but I will die on this hill. I'm okay with it. The feud of the year for me in 2023 is John Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page. I fucking loved every beat of this fucking story from the John Moxley's the champion. I'm going to challenge him in his hometown. What you say Cincinnati uh, loves him more than me. Okay. Legitimately gets knocked out, comes back. Can't get cleared. I'm going to fuck this guy up. Finally gets cleared. Fucks him up. They do another one. Moxley wins with a roll up. Well, fuck that shit. We ain't letting it go down this way. Then the interviews Hangman's doing with Renee and Renee's trying to stay professional. And he's like, I hate your fucking husband. (laughs) Like the shit she had to take. And then I know we'll talk about other uh, Texas death matches, most likely, but their Texas death match was outstanding. Forks to the head, cinder blocks to heads, all this crazy shit. I mean, it was my half year award match of the year. And when I reviewed and kind of thought of like what I was the most into, it was Moxley versus Hangman. Yeah. So I struggled with this one because my two favorite wrestler based storylines, I don't know that you're really going to call them a feud yet, but I want to say the bromance was my favorite feud because again, that was leading to a match. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And there was yeah. tension. It was like, are they friends or are they not? So to me, that was a feud. So to me, I'm penciling that in. But if you tell me I can't do that, then I'm then I'm going to claim MJF versus the devil. Because it's just so, like, gripping. Now, unfortunately, we haven't, you know, it could deliver lame. So I didn't want to necessarily name that as the feud of the year because it's kind of not over. But for me, it's, it was the bromance, right? And it pulled up, you know, friendship wins through a curveball. But I was just wins. like, Love man. It. Yeah, so I thought that was really good, the bromance. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I applaud the guts it takes to go with that decision. I applaud the execution of it didn't come up lame. Uh, I loved, I still love every beat of that story because I don't think it's over, right? The bromance is still kind of TBD as Adam It might be the same. It might still be happening, right? It might still be going on. It led into MJF versus the devil, at least, Mm -hmm. and could very well be 
part of the same storyline. 100%. This yeah, could be so. one of the longest running storylines we've ever had, honestly, if yeah. they play it that way. Absolutely yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So for my match of the year, I'm going with that 60-minute Iron Man match of MJF and Danielson at Revolution. To me, that just oh. – the storyline building up to that and just the way they played that one out. And, again, it feels like we are prisoners of the moment because we feel like, man, we saw the best dog collar match of all time, the best Iron Man uh-huh. match of all time, mm-hmm. two best Texas death matches of all time. But I don't think that's wrong either, right? Like, I think they were that good, and this mm-hmm. was amazing. One of the best Iron Man matches, if not the best one I've ever seen. Yeah, I will, again, give that so much praise in the sense that it's hard to keep someone's attention for an hour, especially in right. 2023 when we've got every device that we could also yeah, look at while character having for this song. Yeah, yeah. And for them to be as gripping and as um engaging with the audience at home and on tv was amazing and then the finish of going into overtime the hit to the head on brian danielson and then like i mentioned brian danielson's post-match promo where he's like maybe mjf is right maybe i should go see my daughter and motherfucker yeah that was a a home run all around that was definitely a a great match of the year so i am gonna go yeah, so I am going to go. I just mentioned the uh, Texas death match with uh, Hangman and John Moxley. Now, again, I will still argue that that is a better story story than my match of the year. But when my match of the year makes my wife put the book down that she's reading and goes, hey, can they end this? Because it's making me feel uncomfortable. You got something going. Right, because she can t- she can tolerate a lot. She loves scary movies. The first time I ever came to her house, the movie that she had on was some lady naked being cut from the throat, bleeding out. So it's that kind of stuff that she's into. And this match made her go, get the fuck out of here. But Swerve Strickland versus Hangman Adam Page, Texas death match with the fucking instant, like, mm. I'm going to shoot a, a nail gun or a staple gun into your body at all different parts. And then for Swerve to then Blood take that, go like, oh, yeah, but then for uh, Swerve Strickland, like, yeah. oh, yeah, no, this hurts, but I'm going to just do it to myself because fuck you. And then, like you said, Hangman drinking the blood. And then, yeah, it, the... The reason it's not the feud of the year for me is because I felt like it was a touch rushed. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was, well, Swerve Strickland wants Hangman spot. Okay. And then, well, I guess now Swerve wants to kill his kid. What the, how the fuck did we get here? Right. Um, so it felt a little rushed in comparison to the Moxley Hangman, but the match was just fucking bonkers. And, you know, Hangman won by hanging John Moxley, and that one looked hard as shit. But this one where it goes over the um, ring post is a different angle, which is even harder yeah. to, like, I'm not actually choking. Uh, fantastic. Fantastic Great match. match. Great match. So that's our year-end awards. Feel free to hit us up. If you thought we missed something, being stupid, let us know. Or, or just to tell us how great and, and genius we were on them. You know, whichever you prefer. Mm-hmm. But... We got uh, Michael Carter in the chat saying Kenny versus Osprey 2. Jeffrey Sills also saying, oh, I think uh, Jeffrey Sills is saying Kenny versus Osprey at the Big Egg. I think he's talking about the first match in New Japan, which also was very good for me. And this is, again, wrestling's big enough to where you guys can love those matches. I can love my matches, people like Rio and all in between. the first match of the two, I like a little bit better 
because the second one with Don Callis being told to leave the ring and then he's like, yeah, but I'm back. And then influencing the match, I thought was kind of dumb. Yeah. Uh, so of the two, I like the first one. And this is just me, again, splitting hairs. But I think from Kenny Omega, one thing that I need is a little bit faster of a start. I'm getting a little exhausted of the, we're feeling each other out. Here's a move. Here's a move. And then we're building. And that's fine, right? Some matches yeah. deserve that. But some matches but, deserve Bill Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar, and it's fucking spamming finishers. You know what I mean? You know, we talked about this a lot where everybody's like, oh, this would be a dream match, and this would be a dream match, and this would be a dream match. I'm like, guys, dream matches are for video games. But it feels like that culture turns into this, like, okay, so now we've got it, right? Now we've got Osprey versus Omega, the dream match everybody wanted. So now we have to do this, like you said. Oh, I do a thing, and you counter it. So I do a thing, and you counter it. And now we stare at each other with... With cautious respect, right? While the crowd, yeah, kind of like, oh, fucking miss me with that already, right? Can yeah. we fight? Yeah, Can we fucking it was fight good. Here? Yeah, it was good to a certain extent, but yeah, when it's especially guys in that that kind of have the same style or wrestled around each other long enough, because I'll give you, let's hypothetically say, I will give you if Triple H came over to AEW and wrestled Orange Cassidy, and they're like, what the fuck is this? Both of them don't know what to do. Right. Those are two completely different styles mashing up. I get it. But when it's like, well, Osprey kind of does the same moves that Kenny does. So why would he be so shocked that he's doing it? You know what I mean? And also I I need a little bit more. I'll let you get to your point because I know you got something, but one thing I just want to wrap up on my point with kind of the matches of Kenny Omega and others like him, I'm using him as the example, but it's also Will Ospreay and so many more is like, I don't need you to struggle with every opponent, right? If you're saying you're the best, I need you to fucking kick the shit out of some people. I don't need yeah. you to having to do a dragon sleeper fucking corn chata from the top rope. Like you should beat this fucking guy that's never held a title and it is a losing record in AEW. You know what I mean? Seeing prime Triple H, like evolution Triple H versus like right prior to International Champion Orange Cassidy, full pockets Orange Cassidy oh, yeah. would have been an amazing try. match. Yeah, yeah, like it would have been so, like Triple H would have sold against that so well, like just with the mm-hmm. anger and the annoyance and stuff. Like that would have been good stuff if you could, Jeffrey you could ever make that Jeffrey Seals uh, also had a match that we were actually at, Tim. But yeah. Mike Kingo versus Kenny Omega. We saw that fucking spinning 360 Sonic the Hedgehog move that Dude, we real Mike Kingo did on Kenny Omega right in front of us. If he would have botched that, he might have landed on us. Well, I think a splitter kind of hit me in the head. Which, by the way, we'll get into World's End and Dynamite. But the fucking front row last night when uh, Sammy Guevara and, Sammy, uh, Sammy Guevara and uh, Chris Jericho were breaking those paintings the glass was going into the crowd yeah, they're like, like hey what the fuck <laughs> i don't know great oh yeah uh, michael carter suggested orange cassidy versus hollywood rock yeah that would be some good stuff too that would that be, be a good yeah. one there all right go. so let's get hold into on. world's oh, end on. is coming up right oh well, hold on this this leads to something that may be fun give us either in the chat and we'll read mm-hmm. it during the podcast or send it to us at uh I get what's the what's the email for people to reach us at by the way? Oh, it's AE wrap up at gmail.com. AE wrap up. Send us maybe your favorite what the fuck kind of matches. For example, Orange Cassidy versus Hollywood Rock. Send us that yeah. if you got anything. Yeah, that would be a good and one. Send yeah, it to us on WTF. Well yeah, let's start WTF Wrestling Federation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Weird ass matches. All right, yeah. so we've got an AW pay per view coming up. Uh, World's in. 
And we've got, I think, 10 matches or something like that on the card that uh, we've got so in. far. They'll have yeah, more. And, and for those that are listening to me on the podcast, we're recording this on a Thursday night. As always with Tony Khan, God love him. He's probably going to add 42 matches on Saturday's collision that we won't yep. pick because it's not Saturday. So if you're listening to this Saturday morning or, you know, Sunday morning, whatever it is, and you're like, well, they didn't talk about this match. It's because we didn't fucking know about it. So. And as such, since I won the last pay-per-view predictions game, Tom is currently wearing his favorite shirt, Jeff Jarrett on it. He's very happy about that. And we're going to make some predictions, and I'll win again, and Tom will have to wear the shirt on the next episode, the very first episode of the All Elite Wrap-Up. We're one and one, okay? You haven't ran away with anything. You bought this shirt. It had to go to your house, okay? (laughs) So you wore it first. (laughs) Yeah. It's already paying dividends. All right. Uh, so uh, next week when we are the All Elite Wrap-Up, when we go through the uh, the brand name change, we'll be there to discuss these picks, uh, and we'll go over that, and we'll see that Tom lost, and he'll be wearing the shirt, and we'll go all over all that. But we got to remember that i got to pick a uh, tiebreaker match here at the end, right? All right. 20-man battle royal. I don't think we know who's in this thing. So do you just want to throw a random guess, or do we just want to say it's going to happen and just talk about it? The winner's going to get a TNT a ra- title shot. Okay, random guess. The winner gets a TNT title shot. Mm-hmm. Could be at a dynamite, could be at a collision, could be at a pay-per-view. Anytime they want. I am gonna go with someone who's not also on the card. So no powerhouse hot. Right. No, right. Uh anyone like that. To the best of my knowledge, I don't think Orange Cassidy uh-huh. is, in, is in anything, so it could be him. But he's so. the international champion, so no, nah, that doesn't make sense. Okay. So I would go. I would go. Ooh, no, but he might be the devil. Um, I'm gonna go with who's a good mid card TNT that would. It's got to be a heel. Well, kind of giving away another pick. Got to be a heel, I would think. I'm going to say, oh, there it is. I'm going to say Takeshita. Hmm, or is he or is he in the match? He's not in the oh, match, right? He's not in the match. No, he's not. It's it's Powerhouse. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to say Takeshita? Yeah, because who's in the six-man or the, the eight-man? Because it's Sting, Darby, Sammy, Chris Jericho versus mm-hmm. Hobbs, Ricky, Big Bill, and then who's the other guy? Fletcher. Fletcher. Okay, oh, so Fletcher. then, yes, mm-hmm. I'm going Takeshita on, on the battle royal. That's who I'm going with. So I don't necessarily think it needs to be a heel if we're not giving away. Um, mm. uh, it, it could be even even depending on who wins that match. But I think it's just going to be. I think the TNT champion is going to retain against this winner. So I think they're just going to give somebody they think they want to put in that match. And I think we're going to come up with somebody like a Vikingo or a Commander. Right? They're going to win this crazy battle royal. So I'm going to go with. In fact, I'm going to say Vikingo. I like it. Yep. Uh, and that's what I think, right? Picks. Like we're saying, middle card guy. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, oh, yeah, sure, right? They're going to throw him in the match, and then he's going to lose. Well, let's check out the chat real quick while you guys kind of join along. Mm. Jeffrey Sill says, Jay White, not a bad pick. Good heel. Could go up against an Edge or a Christian Cage. Um, right. Yeah, I like that pick as well. Well, we have an FTW rules match for the FTW title. And I guess I'll go first since you went – First and the last one, we got Hook versus Wheeler. Yuta. I think Hook's going to win. I don't think we're like, I don't think we're getting rid of the FTW title off Hook. Albeit, you could have something start here where Hook now has to chase uh, Yuta, but we already did. Hook had to chase 
the FTW mm-hmm. the title. So I think we're just going to get Hook. It's going to help put Hook over. We make Hook look like a badass against Yuta because he's a tough guy now. And, uh, yeah, Hook. I think Hook as well because I think what we could get off, get out of this as a payoff is then Yuta says, well, fuck your rule set. We know that real people wrestle under pure championship rules. And then at the next Ring of Honor pay-per-view, we do a pure championship match between uh, – title. Yeah, we could do Yuta versus Hook title for title because Hook could be like any rule set this championship can, you know, go with. So, that yeah, I got Hook for this one to get Yuta okay. to bait him into it in the next one. Well, next up we've got Andrade El Idolo versus Miro. And I think that's Miro. I don't think Miro's losing to Andrade here unless CJ Perry costs him the match somehow. But I think I think we're going to get Miro wins. I am going Andrade. I think CJ mm. Perry does the, I've been the loving wife. Hey, I just want to, uh, you know, accomplish some goals. Hey, fuck you, Miro. I'm going to accomplish my goals and get the fuck out of here. And then we get scorched earth Miro who might kill the entire collision roster. <laughs> he might, he very well might. Yeah. All right. Now we've got the eight man tag, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Sting and Darby versus Ricky Starks, Big Bill, Powerhouse Hobbs and Kyle Fletcher in a clusterfuck of how this got together last minute, but whatever, right? We're here. It's <laughs> what we're going to do. And team Sting wins this, right? Like Sting never loses. Yeah. Sting never loses. So Sting yeah. gets the victory over Kyle Fletcher. I will say though, it was cool to see Darby Allen back. Like, yeah. I know we talk about the pillars and kind of are they underwhelming and all that, but MJF is obviously like the star of the four. But Darby Allen does have a present presence that when he comes back, you're like, oh shit's about to get crazy. Uh, I agree with you. This came about a little bit kind of weird. The thing I think I le- like the least is how Sammy and Jericho are just, yeah, no, we're BFFs again. It's fine. <sighs> Didn't like that. And I also didn't like that Sammy was like, oh, I'm going to beat you up because you didn't call me. It's like he made a painting for you. Like, it was really good, too. Those paintings were awesome. It was a really good painting. I like those paintings. Look yeah. at the one behind us. Look how good that one is. Yeah. Yeah. He's the, got the a good painter. Does that, yeah. The woman who does that, I follow on Instagram, uh, and she posts all of her paintings after she, you know, after they show it on uh, on the TV show. Uh, the one with uh, Callis and Hobbs is the best one. I, well, oh. I don't know. The one with... Fletcher and and Callis where they're knocking out uh, kangaroos. Yeah, that's also, also really the one, good. Like with with the Kesha when he's got tattoos for no reason. <laughs> Even Taz called that out. He's like, oh, he lost the tattoos. <laughs> yeah, they they were all great. I think if I were to pick one, I think I think I am going Fletcher and and Callis knocking out kangaroos. But man, they're all it very is so strong weird choices. to me that we don't get more Don Callis than we get. So we need it. Good. Yeah, we need it. He's so good. All right, we have a TBS title match. Julia Hart is going to defeat Abaddon, right? There's no... Yeah. Yeah. How's Abaddon going to outspooky the spooky folks? This feels weird, right? I feel like we hadn't seen Abaddon hardly much, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, yeah, and title shot. I'm just like, yeah. All right. Well, Julia Hart was doing the thing of like, I'm following you, and Abaddon's like, all right, then, bitch. It kind of gave me vibes, and I'm not comparing these You don't want to follow here. <laughs> yeah. I'm not comparing these two to the legends that I'm about to say. I'm saying as far as vibes, right? It's a vibes that I'm getting. It Mm -hmm. feels like debuting mankind going after Undertaker, where it's like, how are you going to be creepier than Undertaker? You know, right? And mankind's like, I'm going to fucking try. And it feels like that, where it's like, how are you going to be weirder than the House of Black Julia Hart? And Abaddon's like, 
Well, I'm going to try. Because I, I am. Think, though, yeah, <laughs> I think, though, that she just doesn't have the the match quality uh, that a champion kind of needs to be at. And so Julia Hart has that moonsault. And she's getting better each time. And she just added a, the, the assless well, there's one. Just, there's no story here with Abaddon as champ. And now Julia Hart yeah. on this rise of telling this story. So it just would make yeah. no sense. Yeah. And she might be a new follower, right? You get the assless one, Sky Blue, and then uh, Abaddon following Julie Hart. And she, like, conquers all these women, and they become part of her little yeah, squad. I mean, you can't go wrong if you got some ass and Abaddon following you around. You know what I mean? I tell you what, yeah. Guys, these fucking – look, I live – Big fan of ass on, and Abaddon. <laughs> well, yeah, I am. I will say this, though. I post live on uh, threads, and then I kind of – periodically we'll check in with some of our um main contributors on twitter these guys look man if if a fucking bare ass is what's getting you to stay tuned to a wrestling match you need to be watching porn and not pro wrestling because that's not fucking that great again it's cool to be attractive i'm not saying like oh don't be attractive what i'm saying though is if the thing getting you over is i don't wear pants well, well, have you guys ever heard, too, is like, look, but don't stare, right? Like, yeah, like, come on, chill yeah. out. Oh, but if you want to stare, there are some porn sites that'll let you stare. There's some so that like, want you to stare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they do everything so they can to get you to stare. Hit us up in the chat. We'll give you some. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. give you some of our favorites. That's a great one. You love dogs. <laughs> tell you about what? this place uh, I call the hub. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, another one that got thrown together weird, and I don't like how they did it. Swerve and Keith Lee. So on Collision, as Keith Lee was beating up uh, Shane Productions, he kept on yeah. referring to him. But I do agree with you. Why all of a sudden now? Why wasn't it before Swerve? Well, and he Hangman just dropped off a, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? A contract just in case you happen to lose this match and you'll be ready to like, that felt weird. Yeah. They could have yeah, just said, was, you know, Keith asked for a match and now you don't have one. So. Do you want that? And it would be like, fuck yeah, I want it. Yeah. I did like how after Swerve lost the triple threat, he's like, oh, well, I have nothing to do. And I keep hearing someone calling my name. So if you call my name, I'm going to dance, right? I'm paraphrasing. I like that aspect. But yeah, then the, well, here's a contract. Well, where the fuck did the contract come from? Um, and again, I think we needed this match, but it felt a little bit like a stopgap. If look, if I got a little bit of a, if I'm looking backstage and I'm trying to predict, I think this may be a little bit of a stopgap until Swerve might go for something bigger. Um, and so with that, I think I'm going. I don't look. Keith Lee's fucking awesome. I do love Keith Lee. He is the X-Men beast of AEW. But I think I've got to go. Swerve can't lose twice in a row. He's Yeah, on that's this why. That's the deal. Yeah. Yeah. I could see where like Keith Lee gets the win and now it swerves even crazier. And now we focus that back in if we were going to do that again. But I don't have any indication that Keith Lee's running a long term story of any kind right now. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't think we're going to do that. So I just think Swerve's going to win. Oh, let me run this by you. Mm. Let me run this by you. Swerve wins. Okay. But the long long term story booking switches up. It's heel Keith Lee wanting to tear the house down of babyface Swerve Strickland. I don't hate and that. now we get something like that. 
Uh, that could happen. Uh, but yeah, I still think Swerve wins to then get. I do think this is a stopgap. I don't think this is going to be like a six month thing, but I do think we will get something more than just they wrestled once and then they never saw each other again. Yeah. Right. So I think I got Swerve coming out on top on the first one. So then in the no DQ TNT title, Cage versus Copeland. Who you got? Uh, Adam Copeland. You think Adam, Adam Copeland? Copeland? He can't lose. And this is why he he'd be in no man's land. There would be nowhere for him to go. Well, Christian, Christian is so strong that he could lose the next 30 matches. And he's got Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne and Nick Wayne's mom. I just don't think we're done. I don't think we're done. And so my thought was I was going to pencil in. And in fact, I wrote it down. Adam Copeland by DQ. Christian Cage gets DQ. And then I look again. I'm like, oh, no, it's a no DQ match. So I think we're going to get the like. Oh, he got a you know a testicle twister and a, and a nut punch and a choke slam and you know somebody else screwed him over and then now we're going to continue the feud right? This ain't over, Christian. While Christian's out there on dynamite, gloating over his big victory. No, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Because let's go back to dynamite last night real quick, right? So we've got Christian sitting there waiting for minutes on end for Adam Copeland to show up. Who's Christian with? He's with Nick Wayne, the prodigy, and Nick Wayne's mom. You know who's not there? Luchasaurus. Mm. Luchasaurus then says, you motherfuckers never called me. Does a Sammy Guevara kind of thing. And then I, he just, Nick Wayne goes through the thing. Christian goes through the thing. At the mom. The mom fucking Yeah, yeah, scares the mom. Up, you know? yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And then... <laughs> Adam Copeland wins. Then Christian says, me and the prodigy are going to take out you two. And then we'll do some tag match stuff like that. But I still think Adam Copeland needs a title right. to get. We'll see. Look, let's be honest. Edge Adam Copeland is fucking cool. Right. But he's not like a needle mover. Right. He can't just show up and Correct. everyone is like in it. Right. So he needs to be doing yeah, something. Yeah, I don't catch a lot of people being like, I got to buy tickets to go see Edge tonight. You know, it's like, eh, right. right. Like, it's awesome that he's there. That's another reason why I'm going, but it's not the sole reason, right? Right. And so I think he needs something. And if he just loses to Christian, man, then you've got just nothing going on after that. And that's why I think a Takeshita, oh, a Don Callis versus Adam Copeland thing could be next for him. Yeah, you could go some fun places right. with it. That's cool. You're going to wear that shirt. All right, women's not- world title match. Tony Storm, timeless Tony Storm versus Riho. And we could probably say it together. Timeless Tony Storm. Timeless Tony Storm. Match. Yeah. A million percent. No way in I hell mean, Rio gets this. Unless, like I, Maya May would have to cause it, maybe. Or what's her name? Maya Mariah May. Yeah. Mariah May. So this is what I think happens. So we got the announcement on Dynamite mm-hmm. that Mariah May will be making her in-ring debut in 2024 because 2023 is just ew. And it's against someone uh, on the AEW roster. Well, she gets ran down by Rio. So I think Mariah May does something to Rio where Timeless Tony Storm wins, being completely oblivious that Mariah May helped her but Rio knows what the fuck happened. And then next week on Dynamite, it is Rio versus the in-ring debut of Mariah May. All right. In the Continental Classic Finals, Moxley versus Kingston for the Triple Crown. The Continental Classic Championship, the ROH World Title, and the New Japan, what is it, Strong Open Weight? Fucking, I forget what they're Strong, yep. Yeah. 
I will say this one quick thing about the timeless Tony Storm mm-hmm. thing. If she loses, I will go to Daly's place and fucking demand someone tell me what the fuck is going on in AEW. Yeah. That like, would be yeah. That would be a worse decision than letting CM Punk just have any influence on your TV show. Like, what the fuck are you doing if you ruin it's this bad timeless Tony Storm? Bad decision. Anyhow, so who's winning the this classic? God damn, Tim. This one might be the hardest one to pick. I'm being it is. dead. It is the absolute serious. hardest one to pick. And like I, I could pick either way and feel confident and mm-hmm. completely non-confident in my answer. Yeah. Either way yeah. is a great story told. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know. What do you got? I'm going for this reason alone as the deciding factor. It's in New York. And if it was anywhere else, it'd be John Moxley. But I think in New York, yeah, you just, you're going with Eddie Kingston. I think Eddie Kingston overcomes. I'm the king of the underdogs. I'm the king of the bums. I think that will be the prevailing force that gets him over. And I think John Moxley, again, has been someone that he could lose 30 matches. He could win 60 matches. And he's always the ace of the world, bitch. And I think the story that we're going to tell after Eddie Kingston overcomes Moxley is when when Kingston was at his lowest, he then came over his three biggest hurdles in his career, Claudio, Danielson, Moxley. Like those are the three biggest hurdles in his wrestling career. That's the story that's told. Yeah, you're probably right. And Sitting here in this moment, if you if we just like if I didn't already write it down, I probably would have said the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I wrote it down already, and since we don't have a lot of things different, I'm gonna go with John Moxley because I think it is that Kingston just gets so close again, and I think he's gonna be in his head. But even John Moxley will be trying to tell him, and his other friends like, dude, this isn't much different. Like you had the two titles of the Triple Crown, you just didn't win the final match. Like you are the star. Like you are mm-hmm. as good as you think you are. He's lost a match, win some, lose some, pal. Like, it's all right. And he's like, no, you don't fucking get it, dog. Right? Like, and yeah. he won't let it go. And he's crazy. And then I think you can even steer him away from that. He could start going after a world title or a different title just because he's, you know what I mean, got on a path because, like, no, man, like, you're like, like you say it's fine because you know, you're not in my head, dog. <laughs> like, he's, uh, yeah. yeah, he's just not there. Which, by the way, let's talk about that real quick. I told you, you know, uh, when I was putting together my end of the year uh, awards list here, I almost legitimately wrote Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston from last night's Continental Classic. That match was outstanding, but so was the promo afterward where John Moxley was like, yeah. you act like everyone hates you, but I only hear everyone cheering. Everybody you. loves you, man. Yeah. And he's just like, God damn it. Like you don't tell me that. Right. And then Moxley's like, I know you better than you know, you, you know that you're going to quit on yourself. And then mm. for Eddie Kingston to be like, Hey, remember who broke you in, bitch? I'm the fucking senior of the two of us. And I'm not your little bitch boy, Yuda. So you better bring your fighting spirit. And then he names all of his heroes, you know? And that just contrast of like the, I'm going to bring it. And then Eddie Kingston to essentially say like, well, yeah, so am I. But not just say it so corny was fucking fantastic. I loved it. If you watch the promo that Eddie Kingston cuts on the social media channels of AEW where he has both of his uh, shoulders iced and stuff. He starts to fucking tear up talking about why he's going to win this. God bless America. Fucking love it. 
Love it. And then the world title is on the line with MJF and Samoa Joe. So backtrack to Dynamite here. The masked men become the ROH tag title champions, which whatever. Again, we've discussed like, how the fuck is that a thing? These people don't even work for the company. Who signed the contract to fight for this match? Right. Who did the athletic commission clear? Um, like what, exactly. what is going well, on that's here? That's a, that's a, that's a really good call out for this reason. If we've heard the, the rumors and read the tea leaves, it's QT Marshall leaves because lack of pro wrestling, they're going to sports uh, themed, you know, storytelling. Well, what the fuck is this? Yeah, what is <laughs> Who the this? fuck yeah. are these guys? Who's they just yeah. put a handprint or something? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, you got is some that stage about? hands winning the goddamn. Yeah, tag yeah what the fuck here? is this? Um, so, but yeah, the hey, but the Samojo screws them over. Pleasure doing business with you, and that even fits in the storyline. Samojo just said, "I'm gonna make sure you get to the the thing. I got you there. I didn't say you'd still have tag team titles. Mm-hmm. Worked out well for me." Got you there. Devil said he wasn't going to fuck with you enough to, you know what I mean, to make sure you make the match. But yet we're still taking something from you. I'm fine with that. I got paid. And now I'm going to steal your title. That all feels great and on brand for Samoa Joe. So I think we can eliminate Samoa Joe as the devil. Yes. But who wins this match? I think think MJF wins the match for one. Like, he wins. I think he's still the champ afterwards. I don't think we get a reveal on who the devil is quite yet. Ooh, Tim, you don't think we get the reveal? Mm, not, not yet. I think they're still stringing it out. All right, hold on. Let's take a quick step back, though. Because we got to play the game until they tell us who it is. Tim, this week, who is the devil? Still think it's... I think it's Adam Cole. I like a thing you brought up where you were like, what if the kingdom was involved in it and Roddy Strong doesn't know that? Like, what if they keep getting in his head that it's MJF is the devil, it's MJF, but it's really, it's Adam Cole and they're working with Adam Cole. Yep. I mean, that's a great idea because then you have mm-hmm. a secondary person that also hates the devil. Because in my opinion- And it's a guy we're all behind hates- right now, right? Yeah. Oh, love him, right? He's the, Adam, we're all doing it. We're wearing neck colors, all the stuff. But one thing that makes a great- Babyface or heel, in my opinion, has always been layered stories. And for example, when MJF had Samoa Joe, the devil, Jay White, and all that, like that was captivating, right? So then if the mm-hmm. devil comes in and already it's MJF, Roddy Strong, say Samoa Joe loses, he hates the fucking deal he made with the devil. It's Samoa Joe. Now you all all of a sudden have this like layered story walking right in. Yeah, so, I think we'll see the devil. I think the devil will cause a scene. I think it will ultimately cost Samoa Joe by happenstance. MJF will like get one out. And then like, so we didn't get a reveal, right? But we know it's not Samoa Joe. We may know it's not somebody else because maybe Adam Cole's in peril and MJF has to be a hero, right? Maybe we play that, right? Uh, That kind of thing. So I think we'll see him. I think we'll get a furthering of the storyline, him or her, but um, I don't think we'll get the reveal yet, and therefore I don't think Samoa Joe is the guy to take the title off MJF, mm-hmm. and so I think MJF still wins. I think MJF still wins, but I think we get the reveal of the devil. I think we get the reveal of the devil, and I think we get the reveal of whoever the tag champs are. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to one-up it here, right? I th- This is how I think it goes down. I think we get a straight up match between Samoa Joe, MJF, right? I think 
a couple masked men may jump up on the apron. MJF fights him off real quick, turns his attention to Samoa Joe, misses a finisher. You know what I'm saying? Bing, bing, boom. Mm-hmm. We get MJF hits his heat seeker or something like that. Gets the dynamite diamond ring, hits Samoa Joe, beats him. And then the devil is like, fuck this. Okay. Samoa Joe is just someone I made a deal with. I don't give a fuck about him. He's out. Right. And then I think the tag champs who I think are the kingdom fucking go in there and they start taking out MJF. And then you have Adam Cole run down because I think it's at, look, I said Jack Perry and I actually like the idea of Jack Perry more, but I'm not going to be one of these assholes where it's like, if it wasn't my idea, it sucked. I don't give a shit. I think Adam Cole hobbles down, whatever he does, gets down to the ring, right? He may be able to run at this point. Who knows, right? He may do the Aaron Rodgers treatment that he doesn't fucking share with anyone. Isn't that fucking great? This cocksucker guy has Achilles healed quicker than anyone in the fucking world, but he won't tell one fucking step he did. Well, but he tells no one the fucking steps as if Kirk Cousins, who also did the same thing, wouldn't want to know the information. Fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. Anyway, back to this. Adam Cole comes down. Yeah, even if you aren't lying and you have some miracle cure for an Achilles heel, you're holding it from others, you sick fuck. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Fuck you either way. about some old lady who needs to get around, you motherfucker? Yeah, Yeah, he's a fucking... And then the other thing, and we'll get back on track, but quick sidetrack too. The other thing, and I'm not this guy's fan, but I do know his work ethic when he was with us, but the idea that Aaron Rodgers could outwork Toby fucking Bryant, who also tore his Achilles, go fuck yourself. You are such a self-involved prick who I hope no one loves you. I hope you fucking look in a dark room and only feel sadness, you piece of shit. Anyhow, uh, this. So Adam Cole will make his play down the ring. And I think he'll do a, I'm going to be here for MJF and then turn kind of like what Joe did, but in a little bit more dramatic way and then turns his attention to MJF. And then we've got Adam Cole and the kingdom standing over MJF. And then on Wednesday's dynamite, this is where I think it would be fun where you start off with Roger strong, kind of like how he had that uh, always sunny board. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, Adam, and he's, it doesn't match up. Adam, you know, and then the kingdom is like, hey, what's up, Roddy? And he's like, why didn't you tell me? And they take him out, right? And then. Stomp on his neck. Well, here, you want to go one more? You want to go one step farther, mm-hmm. Tim? Yeah. I got this all written out. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So the kingdom is like, hey, man, you were the dead weight of this. You're out, right? Roderick Strong gets the neck beat ain't up. strong. Yeah. They put the fucking conspiracy board on top of him, right? Whatever. Then you get two weeks, right? You got to sell the injury. Two weeks later, you get Roddy coming out. Adam! Adam! Right? Still, he doesn't come out. Kingdom comes out. He's like, good. Actually, I was wanting to talk to you too. And guess who's standing behind them as they get face-to-face? It's Kyle Riley. And Kyle Riley and Roderick Strong face the Kingdom for the ROH Tag Team Champions. Are they selling neck braces yet i need no, to see the crowd the neck full strong. of yeah. neck braces right they just say yeah. strong across the neck yeah. come on they should yeah that's just, a perfect yeah idea. you can see the whole crowd especially if he if he flips 
in this oh, situation. Yeah. Or they can just say, Adam! Across the Adam, yeah. <laughs> It'd be great. Strong would be fun, but yeah, Adam would also be fun. Hey, they got a, an opening for a new merchandise person. If you read the, the news about that, Matt Jackson's Marketing, life, and, yeah, which, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. marketing and uh, merchandise. So maybe you can apply for that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think MJF prevails over Samoa Joe, but then the devil has had enough. It's Adam Cole. It's the kingdom. There you go. I still think it should be Jack Perry, though. I still think it should be Jack Perry because whenever that asshole comes back, he's just going to get drowned out with CM Punk chance. And he doesn't deserve it. Yeah, he doesn't doesn't deserve it, but it's going to fucking suck. He needs to put glass breaking into his music now, right? Like he needs to. Oh, yeah. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like that has to be his (laughs) trademark from now on. He has to work glass into every like you know yeah. outside the ring match he does like it has to be his thing mm-hmm. it's glass yeah oh yeah just glass shatters and oh yeah oh yeah oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's always glass no matter what he'll bring yeah. a glass yeah. thing. Oh, people yeah. with it. it's gotta be his thing every fucking time oh uh, old jack glass baby um <laughs> so glass. that was the 2003 year that was in wrestling that was 23 the, the predictions or 2023 excuse me 2006 yeah. is gonna be my year so fun all right um yeah so that was that that was also the spanish announce table <laughs> <laughs> that's the way this show should go out Gosh. right there yeah <laughs> gotta find that clip somewhere all right yeah. so that was also the spanish announce table stay tuned next week for all elite wrap up the new rebrand we are all elite wrap yes. up we will be talking on all elite again we will talk wwe and gcw and anything else with you that you ask is about but we primarily focus on all Elite wrestling and we want the folks that find us online to, to know that more media yes 100 percent. so we have broke the spanish announce table and we will become reborn as all elite wrap up the spanish announce table